The Becker's team is excited to be making our return to in-person events this fall. Join us in September for Becker's Hospital Review 6th Annual Health IT and Revenue Cycle Conference. We have opportunities to attend the in-person program in Chicago and also to join us virtually from the comfort of your own home. For information about registering and to find out if you are eligible to attend free of charge, reach out to us at registration at beckershealthcare.com. This is Laura Deirdre with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. I'm thrilled today to be joined by Karen Murphy, Executive Vice President and Chief Innovation and Digital Transformation Officer for Geisinger and Founding Director of Geisinger Steel Institute for Health Innovation. Karen, it's such a pleasure to have you on the podcast today. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Now, I know we have a lot to talk about in terms of innovation at Geisinger and some of the new things on the horizon, but before we dive into that discussion, could you tell us a little bit more about yourself and your background? Oh, sure. Thank you. So I came to Geisinger four years ago um, to actually begin the Steel Institute. So the Steel Institute just celebrated a birthday, so we're very excited. Um, prior to that, I started my career as a registered nurse, spent many years in a hospital uh, system in northeastern Pennsylvania, worked as an, uh, in the intensive care unit for a decade, and then went on to administrative roles, where my last role at the hospital as president and CEO. Um, I then took a turn into public service, which was fabulous. And I went to the Center for Medicare and Medicaid Innovation, CMMI, in Baltimore to work on uh, state-led innovation efforts. And that was almost a billion dollars in federal funding to state government designed to inculcate innovation in state government. And I stayed there um, for almost three years and then went on to serve as Governor Wolf's Pennsylvania uh, Secretary of Health in his first uh, administration. And I was recruited to Geisinger to start the Steel Institute. So it's been an exciting journey. Absolutely. Wow. I, I, I can imagine there's just, uh, you know, a lot going on. What was it like going from CMMI and, and some of the large scale ideas there and then coming into Geisinger to start up this Innovation Institute um, really from the ground up? What was that experience like? So it was really full circle. When you're at CMMI or you work for the federal government, your denominator is the population of the United States and you're trying to innovate and find ways to improve health and lower cost for the country. When, so it's much more on a policy level. And um, I think when you come into a healthcare delivery system, you have this incredible opportunity to actually design, implement innovations, and really watch how they impact our uh, guys and our family, our uh, patients and our communities. That's really fantastic and such a great mission. I know, especially in the past year, it's been challenging with the COVID-19 pandemic to, you know, do everything that um, was initially planned at the beginning of 2020. And now, you know, a full year plus later, what are some of the big trends in healthcare that you're following right now? I think some of them really came out as a silver lining of the pandemic. Um, And I would say the ability for uh, digital technology as an enabling strategy to transform care. That really is the largest, to me, lesson that came out of, one of the larger lessons that came out of the pandemic is that it's really important to be digitally enabled, our care models to be digitally enabled, 
I think the second one is the move to home is really this concentration on meeting patients where they're at in their own, in their homes and to be able to uh, render care and develop care models that keeps people uh, out of the hospital and in a state that they feel more comfortable and that we can produce some pretty reliable outcomes. And that's finally, I think, the move to value-based payment. Uh, I think we all recognize, particularly during the pandemic, we did everything right. We stopped our elective services. We, you know, really closed all of our outpatient clinics um, to care for our patients in our communities and really build a new infrastructure, an entirely new infrastructure to care for COVID-19 patients in the way of testing, results reporting, treatment. And really the fee-for-service system did not support our efforts very well. So I think those three big trends, um, even though we're still in COVID, um, I think those big trends will be with us for the foreseeable future. Absolutely. I think that makes a ton of sense. And following up, when you look at the value-based payments, like you said, there are a lot of ways that fee-for-service just isn't working anymore. Um, What can you do at the system level to promote some of the value-based payments and in different payment models? And what are you seeing at more of a payer and a a national level um, in terms of that transition in working with you to, to really make a difference on how payments are rendered going forward? So at Geisinger, we have the advantage of being an integrated network. So we have our own health plan that allows us to really innovate with new payment and delivery models, understanding that that's not the case uh, everywhere across the country. And we still have a significant portion of our payment with uh, Medicare fee-for-service, which we have a large ACO, so that too is value-based. But I think as an industry and as a country, we really have to put a stake in the ground and say we're going to move to value in a pretty deliberate way. It will probably take us some time um, to be realistic. As I said, we're still in the middle of the pandemic. And I think really good design and decision like that is really takes significant amount of time. But I think we have to start moving, really driving the bus in that direction. Absolutely. 100% agreed. Now, how is Geisinger thinking about innovation today and what's on the horizon? So we think about innovation pretty much the same way we did before the pandemic. So at Geisner, we don't innovate for the sake of innovation. We innovate to solve problems. And as you all know, the healthcare industry certainly has a lot of problems to solve. But we really try to remain very focused, uh, true transformation. And, you know, people that have heard me speak several times have heard me say true innovation a successful innovation is really, really hard to do because it's hard to move the needle on cost and quality. But we're really trying to focus on developing transformational care models that produce measurable results that we can actually demonstrate on cost or quality that we've made a difference. Got it. So some of those you know, transformational care models and really looking at the cost and quality of things is there a place that you're starting at that you've seen some success or um, is this kind of a, a turnaround in, in something, you know, relatively new that you're planning on doing? Well, I think we're accelerating uh, what we were working on before the pandemic. Um, we're concentrating on areas that we can be impactful. So one of those areas is that chronic disease management. We're developing new care models for chronic disease uh, patients with chronic diseases, taking a really holistic approach 
In the past, historically, we've always looked at a patient who is a diabetic and prescribed one way of managing that care, patient who has COPD, another way, a hypertensive, another way. We're really trying to look at the whole patient and developing strategies, uh, leveraging technology, leveraging patient-reported outcomes, leveraging artificial intelligence and machine learning to figure out how do we stay closer to our patients versus that episodic once-a-month call or once-a-month visit to the physician. How can we leverage technology to stay closer to the patients so we can actually prevent that exacerbation of disease requiring a higher level of care or progression of the disease and really improve patient outcomes in that way? Thank you for going through that with us, Karen. Now, before we wrap up our conversation, I was wondering what is the most interesting idea or technology that you've heard about recently or or came across your desk? I'm sure you've got a million things that are coming at you on a daily basis. Is there anything that stands out? I think the idea of leveraging technology for care delivery, you know, we've talked a lot about patient experience and the journey, the consumer experience, which is really critically important. But we also have to take a look at that care. We have to concentrate on the care delivery model because I really believe that, you know, costs are not sustainable the way they are right now. And if we're going to lower the total cost of care, to improve patient outcomes, we're going to, we are going to have to add enabling strategies such as technology. I don't think there's any one that comes out of me that says, hey, this is going to be, this is going to be our ticket. Instead, I think we have to have that mindset of technology first as we're enabling these care models and identify the ones that really make a difference and that just, I always say we we shouldn't be doing things just because we can. So really reaching good KPIs and quantifiable outcomes to determine what of those technologies really produce outcomes that we're looking for. Well, Karen, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. This has been a really fascinating discussion, and I look forward to connecting with you again soon. Thank you. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. The Becker's team, in partnership with HC1, is excited to hold the Precision Health Virtual Summit August 31st and September 1st. The two-day event will include sessions on integrating technology and data into healthcare delivery. Visit beckershospitalreview.com for more information or click through the link in today's podcast description.